What's up, guys? This is Dylan from the Muffin Podcast, and you're listening to the Bad Apples Podcast. Oh, man. Here we are. Now, this is a live intro. Live intro. This is happening right now. In the Bad Apples studio. In the Bad Apples basement studio. Yep, yep. And I couldn't think of a better way, Garrett, to have a live intro than to have it with the one and only... Mike Skaggs. Oh, yeah. What up, all you rotten apples? <laughs> Guys, he's back. We're back. Another episode of Fresh Cup of Coffee. Mike is coming at us with some amazing uh, conversation. I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about it, too. This it's going to be really good. Yeah, this was highly anticipated. Um, this was highly requested. And here we are. And slightly overrated. <laughs> oh, definitely overrated. <laughs> Without a doubt, overrated. But it's better to be overrated than underrated, right? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. I'm not sure. But, Mike, we're glad you're here. Welcome oh, I'm back, glad to man. Be back. Yeah. You know? We're glad, man. It's it's always fun having you on. Yeah, I have a good time. Now, I'm yeah. going to warn our listeners right now that this lo- this episode will probably be longer than the other ones. Well, yeah, we tend to, when Garrett and I get together, we <laughs> oh, tend yeah. to talk oh, till 3 in the morning. Hey, <laughs> hey we, ain't, we ain't doing that tonight. <laughs> we ain't doing that tonight. I'm going to be standing if that's, if that's the case. Then why oh. did you eat a whole thing of soup and bread? Well, I, I that was thought, to power up, wasn't it? No, that was just to make sure that my, you didn't hear my, my tummy grumbling. You know? <laughs> out of a coffee cup, might yeah, I add. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and if you ain't eating soup out of a coffee cup, you're missing out. I mean, I mean it, looked, it looked amazing. It's got a handle. A handle. A handle. Was that, was that an Emily concoction? No, that wasn't. Oh, she made the soup, yes. Yeah. Cup of soup. No. That's not a that's not an Emily concoction. Hey, those hope mugs, the ones that we got the, the I had some up you know, there. Yeah, the, the, the big six ones? marks. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones. Dude, those, those things are so mm. good for soup. Yeah, those yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. would say. Yeah, well, like so you do like tomato soup and a grilled cheese with one of them things. Mm, and no, you, I don't you like can, tomato you soup. Can, you can like whatever. Do whatever you really sauce. eat tomato soup? I Stop. use it to to dip the the grilled cheese in. Okay, you know, or yeah. or I do you know chili. And dipped it now. That's cheese. yeah, chili. Now you're talking. But the the thing yeah. is, with with the the having the mug of soup, you can actually like just like <laughs> when it's. <laughs> what in the world was that? I you lost me at tomato soup, so I just figured I'd bleep you out. I, I'm talking about drinking the, the, the soup. <laughs> I hate tomato soup. Okay, well that's fine. So you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's little did you know that this is that kind of or kind of podcast. You know, if you don't agree, you, you must just, be yeah. wrong. Yeah. You're, you're wrong, and you get bleeped. Oh gosh, <laughs> censorship at its finest. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's what we're getting from the world today. So that's what we're going to translate over to the Bad Apples podcast. That's right. Well, Mike, we're glad you're back, and we yep. are excited to talk to you today. Now, you know, I gotta ask. Last mm-hmm. time we were talking to you, you getting ready to get married? How is how is like how many months are we in now? Like four months of marital bliss? Is that right? Mm. Four four days <laughs> of marital bliss. <laughs> and we're not talking right. about from Angie's perspective. We're talking about you know for you. And then it's been a slow burn. <laughs> oh, oh poor Angie. No, it's good. It's good. I yeah. I love our life together. Yeah. I love um I love serving with her. So it, it's been good. Yeah, you guys seem happy. Yeah, so, uh, it's, we, we it's are really happy. Good, you yeah. know. Man, I just want to say this. It was one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to. As far as just from like a, just the content or, I mean, I guess content, just the, just the intimacy and like the, like what you said, 
was so powerful. I sat there and cried like a little baby. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. So I think Garrett did too. No, he, no Garrett doesn't cry. He, he <laughs> never <laughs> cries. No, he doesn't cry. He's so he's so manly. He does it's just talks. And here's the thing. Isn't even kind of true. <laughs> here's the thing. That our whole wedding was designed by three people: myself, yeah. Angie, and Garrett. Yeah. And it cost us so little money. So any of you rotten apples out there mm-hmm. who need wedding planners, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> oh got you. my goodness. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I remember just man, it was it was just powerful. It was, it was powerful it was, for me too. It was it was a good wedding. It was. It was really I good. will say this: I went in. Um, for those who don't know, I always said I would never get married again. Yeah, you did. Um, and I went in a little skeptic about the whole um, ceremony, but mm-hmm. it was powerful for me too. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was it, it was, was a change. It was day. cool to see so many people there too from Hope. Oh my and gosh, like, yeah. friends and. Oh, yeah, man, it was cool. Like, that's and that's what I was trying to get at when I told you guys, hey, let's like invite some people to this thing. You know, because you got a lot of people who love you. Yeah. Right. You know, originally, so we go over to Garrett's, and I'm like, okay, first off, I don't want to get married. Second off, <laughs> I don't even want anybody to be there. <laughs> so, so I got everything I exactly yeah. wanted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, he's like, I don't want, I don't want to get married. I so, said, hey, here's the deal. You, you, if you're gonna ask me to marry, you got to quit saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I say, so I say all my ideas, and then I get Garrett, Emily, and Angie, all three, just staring at me like. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're learning early. You don't always get what you want. Well, but <laughs> but thankfully, my good buddy Garrett, he steered me right. Yeah. And it did turn out perfect. Yeah. It, it was, was really man. good. It was it was a good day. It was it was just a really a highlight of my life. Okay. It really was. Eh, not really? so much mine, but. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> night. Wow. Well, this is a great time to talk about our coffee. What are we drinking today, oh, then, Cody? Oh, Oh, cup of coffee, man. Cup of coffee in the big time. We're drinking Arrowroot Coffee uh, for Springfield, Illinois. Uh, this is a single origin coffee from my favorite country, Thailand. Thailand. Have you ever been to Thailand? Um, in my heart. Okay. Yes. Been to Bangkok. Well, okay. All right. Uh, Mike, you're not a uh, you're a fufu coffee drinker. I am a fufu coffee drinker, but what do you think about it? Well, I'm on keto. Oh yeah, so, so now I'm drinking. I had to drink it black. Mm. It seems light. Is mm-hmm. this a light? Yeah, roast. It's, it's a. I mean, it, if it's of. not a light roast. Like it's good. It like when I was pouring it into my mug, I was like, wow, I can see through this mm-hmm. on the on the way down. So uh, you know, I didn't know if it the, was just the, the thing I don't like. But it's about, got good flavor. Maybe I didn't add the thing enough. I don't like about black coffee is it's so bitter. This isn't bitter. No, no a lot of your single origin. Uh, I mean, you can get into some bitter single origin, but a lot of your uh, single origin is more on the acidic side. So you're getting a little bit more of a. You're you know, way over my head. Wow. I like vanilla coffee with vanilla creamer and vanilla. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's, it's a true story. Uh, I like yeah. a little bit of coffee with my vanilla creamer. I, I never, like, I never knew, like, getting into coffee, I never knew the lighter roasts were actually the ones with more caffeine. And your darker roast was the ones with less caffeine. Yeah. So that was something that I learned over time. Oh, I need light roast. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is like a, this is a medium. It's, it's good. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and it's arrowroot, so it's always cool to to support local. And local, yeah. This, yeah. Hey, man, he delivered to my house. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Wow. Yeah, uh, I, I could have had it shipped. There, there was an option, but the option was like, hey, I mean, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna support him and have him have him deliver it. I thought that was super cool. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Sweet. All right, so got our coffee. It's been it's it's pretty good coffee. 
you know, we are excited about the episode that we got going today. Oh, that was that was, <laughs> that was a nice slurp. <laughs> hey, but before we go any further, we do want to highlight our ministry partner. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Let's go. Hey, this is Will Basham. I'm an author and editor of the new book, Church Out Here, Insights from Small Town Churches. In this book, there are 12 of us who write about various topics dealing with ministry in small town places. It's a very practical book. Would love for you to pick it up. I hope it blesses you. You can find it at ruralchurchvoices.com. And it's good to hear from Will. Yeah, it is. And he friended me on Facebook, so now I know what Will looks like. Yeah, man. And he he looks like he sounds. Dude, he absolutely does, he for sounds, sure. Sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, I'm glad to make that connection. I made the connection there in the comments. Um, his book actually released today. Yeah. So I'm excited about what they got what they got going on over there at New Heights Church. Well, and, and like rural ministry is so different. And we talked about that, I think, a little bit last time. We Just did. like, you know, man, that that's a different world. But, yeah, and I can't imagine mm. doing doing ministry out in West Virginia. No, you, you know. cannot. <laughs> Speaking of West Virginia, yeah. you can tell your dad that your <laughs> your Asian hippie friend is back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's your Asian hippie <laughs> yeah, friend. So story is, I guess uh, Cody's dad always asks him, hey, uh, when's your Asian hippie friend going to be back on? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. what did he saw our picture? He did. He uh, the picture, the animated picture of me and you for the Mike and Cody show. Yeah, um, he saw that and he just he, he asked <laughs> Where about immediately my, my realized eyes are just like slits. I thought that you were an Asian hippie. Yeah, because uh, yeah. he, well. he kept he asked me. I was talking about Mike and you know mom <laughs> mom just cracks up at you. She thinks you're hilarious. And um, she, I was talking about Mike. And he said, "Is that the Asian hippie?" And I said, here's here's what? the thing though. I mean, I'd love to be Asian. I'm more offended at the hippie. <laughs> the hippie. I'm like, I want to be a hippie. <laughs> I no, take showers and everything. <laughs> you know, oh, we hope so. Yeah, that is that is true. You know, he like so. Mike, Mike, and I. I think we've talked about this before, but we're like forever camp roommates. Yeah. So, hey, by the way, I, we're going to invite you back right now while we're we're, we're talking about it. we're going to do a, a camp recap. Oh, so yeah, like after after high school week, we're going to just kind of talk about some of the things we see God do oh, that week at camp. Oh, and that's good. I'm glad you gave me notice because now be, I will I will gonna, write them down and make sure we. Yeah, we even talked about go. like trying to co-op with the muffin muffin podcast. Yeah, you know, oh, shout out to the muffin podcast. muffin podcast. It'd be kind of cool to get a bunch of different people do, in here. To, do the, do the rotten apples know who uh, who the muffin podcast? Are. Oh, for well, sure. Well, we've we've shouted out the Muffin oh, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. just now got onto like Spotify. Is that right? Yeah, I think they are on Spotify. I, um, Dylan, man, he's I been still itching to listen to an episode. I need to do it. But you, you know. are you serious? Well, they had it on YouTube. I'm not going to watch. It's it been on, on Spotify you know, from day one. I, no, it has not. I've been listening on Spotify. I think you've been listening to voices in your head. Maybe it's a different Muffin <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> no, dude. He <laughs> linked. He linked me on like the first episode. Dylan okay. linked. Me. All right. Okay. So. All right. All right. I'll, I'll get after it. I'll yeah. get after it. Yeah, Dylan, you're listening. I know you are because he's been texting me just ready for the next episode of this. So yeah. Well, shout out to Dylan. Yep. Uh, birthday coming. Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Yeah. 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 Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's my boy right there. I I absolutely love that kid. Yeah. yeah you. Awesome. So uh, other other update for folks like. Mike is our, um, he's one of the, the small group leaders at Hope, and he's graduating mm. boys this year. Like, yeah. so his, and what's cool is you started with those boys when they were in what, seventh grade? Yeah. Wow. So you've been a part of the, the journey. 
Wow. And what's cool to me, like like in youth ministry, you you lose kids. Like usually what happens is like over time Correct. you see a big yeah. drop off, like mm. different people. But that's not been the case with your group, which is super cool. No, and I told them we had group last night and uh, I told them, they asked me, what do I love about this group? Because your guys going to make me cry already. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> um, oh, and I said, the fact that you guys have each other's backs all yeah. the time from sixth grade or seventh grade on. Yeah. We really yeah. haven't lost our core. We that's, have had the same 10 awesome. boys coming in every time. So yeah. yeah, it is special. That's awesome. And you can tell, man, there's a core there coming in. Uh, you know, I, I still consider myself new. I've only been there. This is only my second time with, uh, with the youth group second semester. <clears throat> you can tell there's a core there and there's just a faith core. And I actually yeah. didn't know as long as I've known you, I didn't know you started with them at seventh grade. So that yeah. makes it even more powerful. Yeah. And, and they had gone through leader after leader. They were not. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. I was talking with Dylan last night. He said, yeah, we used to rake through some leaders. Yeah. But. <laughs> In sixth grade. Wow. Yeah. You know, until you came along. That's, that's cool. Wow. And you know, the, the, that's a, it's a special group. And you know, yeah. for, for me that this is like, um, not that I wasn't close with all the other senior classes that at, at hope, but I think they were freshmen when I got there. Is yeah, right? yeah, yeah, they were your freshman yeah, group. So, wow. Yeah. So is Manny in there too? Is no. Manny a senior? Oh, Manny is no. not a senior. No. So he's no. the other guy in the muffin. So shout out to Manny too. Yeah, yeah. Manny, Manning is uh, he's he's a sophomore. Sophomore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, so, got Manning for a while. Yeah, my highlight this this semester was four seniors on stage, two seniors in the tech booth. Oh like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Really, service heart and everything. It, it's amazing. Cool. It's cool. No, that it's a good group of kids. We're excited for them. We're excited about graduation. To me, like, what's also fun is uh, PJ, our worship, or like our our students' worship pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been celebrating senior night for the last six weeks. Yeah, dude, <laughs> no, really, oh, yeah. Since we got back, from <laughs> every me, time he talks to me, he's oh, got dude. tears falling down. Oh, yeah, he does. They're gonna graduate. I'm like, hey, yeah. PJ, this was always the plan. You you <laughs> yeah. know, none of them stay, right? Like, we don't get to keep any of them. They graduate. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah. the puppies grow up, yeah. and then we send them off to you know be be big dogs. Yep, but, big uh, dog. Yeah. No. But it, it, and it, he's like. He's like, man, this is this is the worst. I'm like, we're gonna do it every year, every yeah. year, every, every year, year, man. year, every year. Yeah. Every year. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's ministry. I've discovered it's it's difficult, yeah, and it's hard, and you live for moments. Mm. You know what I mean? You live for mm. stories. You yeah. live for mm. that. You know, like you've been working on this kid, and then all of a sudden it happens. Yeah, and it's great, and you live for that moment, but then you lose them. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so man. that's why youth ministry is tough. It, it is. It's yeah. hard, but man, it's so worth it. It's yeah. so, and it's yeah. so mm-hmm. cool to, and it's, it's cool too. like, you know, it, as painful it is to, to see kids walk away, mm-hmm. like from youth group or faith or whatever, there's times where they come back later on. And it's because yeah. somebody opened the door for them when, when they were, you know, maybe in eighth grade and then in high school, they do whatever. But yep. then later on in life, they realize, hey, that door was open for me, and so I want to, I want to walk back through that. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. But yeah, difficult. Yeah, difficult. Yeah, it's a difficult calling that God says, okay, I want you in these kids' life, and they're a major part of your life for yeah. for six years, and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember speaking from a student's perspective. I remember coming in when I was in ninth grade, getting saved in the youth group. There's like this new, you know, this new hip youth group, this youth pastors coming in. He's doing a lot with the, uh, with the, with the youth. 
And I remember just that feeling turning 18, graduating, knowing that I'm really not going to be in that group anymore. Man, it's yeah. like from the student's perspective, man, I was like, and this is, this is heartbreaking. Oh, for sure. You know, luckily I, I was blessed enough, small town. I was able to stay and kind of serve a little bit, but just the, just the, you know, the idea of like, man, I'm, I'm out of this now. Oh yeah. I, hard. We've got a senior video that we do every year and you know, there are like my favorite one, my, my, like my favorite video that I've seen so far mm-hmm. was a girl that came to youth group later in, in high school. And she was just wreck, man. Like, because she knew what it was like to not have a group. Mm. And then she, she had started to live life with a group and she realized how valuable that was. And, uh, just like her heart, like telling the other students, like, Hey, like this is special. Don't yeah. miss this. Like, you know, it, that carried so much weight because, um, she knew what it was like to be on the other side of that without that. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's where she was in high school until she came and was a part of our group. So it's mm-hmm. cool. I'm, I'm excited about, I, I equal parts love and, and just hate senior night. Cause it's like, it is, yeah. it is hard to graduate kids, but the other piece, man, this is like, this is the moment we've been waking, waiting for. Yeah. And the other thing that's confusing about senior night is we we're like, Hey, we love you. Good luck. Goodbye. And then they go, show go on, up. Get. Then June fourth at our first high school event, they're back. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> so yeah. All was, summer long, they're there. I don't know like, how hard you know. I begged all of them. Hey, listen, you've got to go to summer camp. I want you. At summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's not really even that. Yeah. Like it's not goodbye. Um, so yeah. See you later. Yeah. Right. So, but like you know, you you said something in there, like the value of the story. We're working for stories, and and, yeah. and you know, so Mike, you wanted to jump back on this podcast so we could talk about stories. Yeah. Mm. And so. Before we tee up like the serious stuff, I want to know, like, mm. do either of you guys have just like a super good, you know, side splitting, funny, good story? I mean, I don't know. Uh, so I don't know if it would be side splitting. He, set you, he set you up for failure. Yeah, he? <laughs> he did. He really did set me up for okay, failure. Maybe not. It doesn't have to be side splitting. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you. Uh, mildly humorous. Because I, I feel like I could start a podcast alone telling stories about when I was pastoring uh, in West Virginia. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you actually a direct continuation of the Geraldine came through the fire story. Okay? Oh man! I mean, this was like so. If you if you've been picking from the bad apples tree for a few episodes, we need to link that show in the show notes we, so they can we go back do. and check that. We, that's a very good point. With the timestamp. That's a I'm going to put good that point. on our producer's plate. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, <laughs> so um, I talked about uh, Geraldine came through the fire. Um, so there's some context there. <laughs> I won't get into it. I'll let you go back and listen to the story. Um, That's but a good one. this that that was the first Wednesday that I was there at that church. This story here takes place on the second Wednesday no. that I was at the church. The first lady, God bless her heart, named Geraldine. Uh, second lady, God bless her little heart. Her name was Edna May, and. <laughs> I don't know what it was about this this hallway that when I stepped into the church, this foyer, I always was met by the little old ladies there in that foyer. So here I came. I was, it was my second Wednesday. I'm like, what? How, how could it be any weirder or worse than Geraldine came through the fire? I walk in. There's this little old lady. Thank you, Mike. Silence your phone. <laughs> 
I'm an amateur. <laughs> you know, you know how you can tell somebody's like, you know, over the hill. <laughs> their their phone. <laughs> their phone. You know, I guarantee like, every time we're in he's church, trying to figure out how to silence it. Right every now. time we're on we're in church and somebody somebody uh, you know like has their phone go off, I'm like guarantee that person's over fifty. Like, oh, <laughs> like poor Mike. That's rough. He's right, but it's rough. Like, we were but to be fair. We were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, for well over half of my life, like mm. I've I've interacted with devices. I mean, like you're maybe like five percent of your life that you've had like cell phone. <laughs> Here's the sad thing. <laughs> I can't argue it. Yeah, yeah, you have nothing. We were we were at we were at Connor's play. One one of my boys, one of my senior boys, play. <laughs> Three times, three oh, different occasions, no, no. the same person, same person had their <laughs> phone ringing during the production. I, yeah, guarantee his grandma. It was grandma. Yeah, yeah, it was grandma. Easy. And, and every time it rang, she was like, "Oh, oh you know, yeah." <laughs> makes a bigger production out <laughs> yeah, of yeah. turning it off yeah. than but just it quietly hitting a button. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh no. my gosh. So it's, anyway, I apologize, awesome. Rotten Apples. No, no. All right, back to back <laughs> no. to Ellie Mae Clampett. All right. <laughs> so I walk in the door. Okay, I walk in the door of this moldy smelling church, and here is Edna May, and she's waiting for me at the door. She said, "Preacher, I've been waiting for you to get here." And I said, "Well, bless God, how are you?" Eh? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Good, it's great to meet you. What's your Did name? You Ed? Actually, say that. What? Like, bless God. <laughs> Good to meet you. Yes, I did. Okay. Oh my goodness. No, maybe praise God, it's, bless God. One of the West two. Virginia. <laughs> it's it's West Virginia and it's Pentecostal. Okay. Namaste. It's Namaste. Good to see Namaste. You. Oh my gosh. Well, just wait till the tell, uh, rest of it. Then. Tell me what's ailing you, my child. <laughs> I lay my hands on you. <laughs> So, I, you know, I'm, I introduced myself. I hadn't met her yet, you know. And she said, I've been waiting to tell you something. I said, all right. And in my mind, I'm already thinking, well, here we go. It's going to get just as weird as the other night. Um, so she said, I've been praying to God to show me what angels are like. And I said, okay. And, I'm, you know, fine. And she said, I was having a dream the other night. And I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I was choking. And I said, Oh God, hell, you know, are you okay? Was you okay? And she said, Oh yeah. She said, I woke up and there were feathers in my mouth. <laughs> and I said, feathers. I said, Well, praise God, sis. <laughs> oh my goodness. I said, Well, you know, I said, What happened then? She said, Well, God spoke to me and said, I'm his angel. I said, amen to that, Sister Edna she, May. She's the angel. <laughs> she's the angel. God showed her. So Apparently I walked, she I walked liked away. Her wings. <laughs> yeah. I walked away and I said, God help me. Yeah, <laughs> so I walk in the office, I tell my ex-wife, I'm like, listen, <laughs> I can't even explain what just happened. Well, lucky for you guys, sent you an angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To help right. you. So this is, you know, this is small town church. Yeah. This is, I mean, not even small town. This is backwoods country church, no internet, nothing. So we're having the service there, and oh, God help me if they didn't still have testimony services. Oh, yes. So you already know where this is going, yeah, I probably. I stand up there and I say, Anybody got anything God uh, has done for you lately? And I, as soon as I said it, I said, Oh, no. Edna May popped right up. 
And she said, I just want to thank God for the feathers in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that means that people, all 10 people were looking around like, what? And I said, Amen, sis. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. So, oh shout out to my little angel, Edna May. Is she still alive? I hope so. But if not, she's flying with the angels. Got a question. Uh, in in West Virginia culture, mm. do all like okay, do all women have two names? <laughs> like not like every Edna no, not May, everybody. Like uh, I know a lot, but not everybody. What was the other? Uh, Geraldine. Gerald, Geraldine. Came through the fire. Now, she's got a big name. Kanye. Yeah. Kanye. <laughs> That's well, why. No, but I'm, I'm thinking, and then my follow-up question yeah. is, uh, maybe not all women get two names. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not given, like, at birth two names. But, like, do you grow into two name status? Is that what happens? Uh, I don't like, know. Like, at a certain age, you get the double name. Yeah, I don't know. Because there was another woman in that church named Mary Lee. But I thought it was one name. They said I thought that Merle. Was I said, like a Merle? Southern thing. <laughs> Merle. Yeah. Isn't the middle name strong in Southern culture? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, I don't consider West Virginia Southern. It's yeah, more backwoods. Yeah. Appalachian. Yeah, Appalachian. Appalachian. They don't know what they are. They don't we're not we're not northern, but we're not southern, but we're just Appalachian. You know? The hill folk. <laughs> Absolutely. The hill folk. I like that. What are they gnomes? Hobbits? <laughs> no, they're the dwarves. dwarves. We, live dwarves. In the, gotcha. we live in the mountains gotcha. and the shire. We, we're we're more of the we're more of the hobbits, like the agrarian. Okay. You know, right. like you got to live in a hole because twisters come blowing through all the time. <laughs> twisters. You know? so, so yeah. So okay. I mean, that's, that's, I mean that's a that's a that's a great story. I yeah. don't know that I would call it side busting. No, no, yeah. no, no. But it was, it was pretty strange good. story. I was yeah. really expecting another Geraldine because that one that one got me. The Geraldine one it yeah. got me pretty good. <laughs> Mike, you got any good funny stories or no? I well, if it's toilet humor, I could tell a good. I could spin a good yarn, but <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Well, we, well, we don't need that. Yeah, we don't, we don't need that. that. This, I think, this the, is a refined. The rotten apples are more cultured <laughs> than <laughs> this is a refined. They podcast. definitely don't Speak need to hear. Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they definitely don't need to hear about my fecal Jackson Pollock. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know people what? are gonna think you swore in the middle of yeah, the I, know. I know useless useless beeps guys they should have never gave me a bleep button on this uh on this, on this roadcaster because i i love it too much yeah that is true that's true so anyway like the the whole idea of these stories i'm trying to think if i've got a, a good funny story and i'm, I'm man i'm drawing them like i mean i got kids and so they're hilarious mm-hmm. all the time like Logan's been like, so my kids watch this show called Octonauts. Yes, they know? do, and they love Octonauts. I don't have never. Yeah, you old. you won't. You, yeah, okay. it'll 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 be out by the time you have grandkids. Okay, and, <laughs> I only know, know about so, it because of them. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, there's uh, characters, and just like you know, kids like you know, I'm SpongeBob, you're Patrick, you know that sort of thing. They they give each other character names. Logan wants to be the captain, so now. Now, like, it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. And I'll say, hey, Logan, you need to go get your get your things. I'm captain. You're like, like, you know, she's like, she'll shout at you. So, like, today I'm at a soccer game with her. I said, Logan, you need to you need to sit up. I'm captain. And like, you know, just like, you know, reminded you of who you are. And so, like, today, yeah. today she's like, you know, I, I told her, I said, you, you, hey, no, you need to sit down next to me. She goes, I'm captain. And. 
and I put you in timeout. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. but of course, you know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of people from church who were at this soccer game. And so like my dad cred is gone because they're dying laughing. Like they, they love this moment. And so he's trying to teach our kids. He can't even rule his own. (laughs) Exactly. Can we get a soundbite of her saying that? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, so. We got. She's, we have like, to. Yeah, like we've been recording it, thinking like she'll eventually be done with this. And this, oh, this will be funny. Oh. We'll be like we'll show her when she's older. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's gonna be 13. It's <laughs> <laughs> signing her, signing her, her worksheets. Captain. Logan, the captain, Laval. Hey, you know, I uh, like it, man. El Capitan. I like uh, that. Ooh. Yeah. No, she. Uh, yeah, she's spunky, man. Like, um, yep. and it's so funny watching her and. Austin, because like, yep. you know, Austin's a little more cautious and reserved and, you know, yeah. everything like that. And Logan, I had to, I had to stop her from like interrupting other people's conversations. People I don't know yeah. on Sunday, like, yeah. you know, she's like walking up, it's like, What's up? <laughs> like, you know, walking around, like looking up at people, yeah. you know, just doesn't know a stranger. Yeah. Have I you gotta, met my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> she barrels herself right into every conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah kind of, but not. Yeah. But not like like boisterously, like you know. Hope hope like hope sneak attacks you. Sneak she's attack. like she's like a submarine. Well, she's not she's like, two. Well, yeah. Wait till Logan is fourteen, and then she'll just mm. be like, "Hey, what you guys talking about?" I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's, uh, what's uh, funny? Are you aware that I'm the captain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No. Yeah. What's really funny about uh, Logan is when I was over at your house the other night, she was like climbing. And I was like, hey, you know, you need to be careful. And then she like she got down, and then like you said something from the kitchen. And I was like, oh, she was being cautious. She said, I was not cautious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I was trying to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't want your favors. <laughs> I have a reputation to uphold here. You know, you start telling them I'm cautious. Right. You know, no, she's oh, she's funny, and and what's what's funny too is like people are like, oh man, she's kind of small for like three. I'm like, no, she's two. <laughs> she's two. Yeah. Like you yeah. know, because uh, she's she speaks so well. But anyway, she does, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but like, okay, so the the whole reason we're telling stories though, mm. uh, about like a month and a half now, like a month ago, yeah, I I gave uh, I I got to to preach at at Hope, and I talked about the the blind man who received his sight like from Jesus spitting in the mud. It's in it's in John. And so um but what I my my whole like point of that that message was that this guy couldn't explain what Jesus had done for him. Mm. He just knew who he was before and who he is now and something mm. has changed and the power of his story has not just trickled through where he lived in his time and in his space, mm. it's something that we're we're telling that story two thousand years later, and we still can be transformed by the work that Jesus did in this man's life. Mm. And so um, afterwards, you know, Mike, you're like, you were like, hey, that's that's like you know the power of story. That's you know? that's it. Yeah. If I, I'm begging, the word I'm using here is begging. Go to the Hope app and listen yeah. to that message. Yep. And it just hits. It hits. It and does. Maybe it's the reason is because my story is, uh, you know, I was atheist till forty. Well, we can link that in the show show notes. Actually, yeah. it'd be good to actually hit your. All right, we're just making notes. Hey, hey thank yeah. you guys for being a part of this. We got all kinds <laughs> of notes in the show notes. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But my story is, you know, atheist till forty, mm-hmm. and just like Garrett had brought up, 
I had no theological background. I didn't know what the heck was going on. I didn't know who Jesus was. Didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, now since then I've read Bible, I know some stuff, but my whole thing was all I can do is tell you who I was and who I am now, what Jesus did for me. Wow. That's all I can do. Wow. And if you are taking, um, if you are trying to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. who is atheist or who is even having doubts, all the preaching in the world doesn't do any good. Yeah. The only thing that does anything is tell your story. Hey, this is who I was. This is where I was. Mm -hmm. And now this is where I'm at. Wow. And that's all you can really do. And that's the only thing that moves people. I mean, we're not moving people, just our story, but it's the power of Christ in our story. Absolutely. That does it. And, and I think the thing that Garrett brought out was it's not hard. Mm-hmm. No, it's we it's make not. it harder than we have to. Oh, I have to quote, you know, all this stuff from the Bible. I have yeah. to know all my names. I have to have this big, huge. No, you don't. You no. just tell people I was ugly and my life was worthless. Yeah. I met Christ and this is who I am now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's right. so easy. And when Garrett told that story, it just it yeah. just hit me right in the heart. It was powerful. Yeah, it was. It was. Much. It really was. And I, and I like I was thinking um, when I was listening to it, I used to think for a lot of my life that I had to preach at people, and I would I would do it in a way that was like I didn't think I was preachy, but I always thought I had to have a sermon, and I and I didn't. But I also kind of deep down didn't feel like I had a story, and when I went through everything, then I had a story. I was like, man. Now it's just as simple as, hey, this is what I was, but this is what I am now. And that really hit me. That That's how that impacted me was like, man, I, I have something as simple as what well, Mike said, like how he said that, man, this is, I was ugly, but now because of what Jesus done, this is what my life looks like now. Sure. So like, I guess my thought there is like, you know, um, for you guys, is there any, is there somebody's story that made the difference for you like you know because i'm i'm convinced most people don't come to jesus mm-hmm. because of um because of what happens in the con- or in, in into in the confines of the bible mm-hmm. like not saying the bible's not valuable it is and i think that the the bible gives us grounds for our story to mm-hmm. to discern what's true and what's not yeah. but i believe that people, for the most part, they come to a relationship with Jesus, not because of what Jesus or because of what God did with Mary and Joseph or Moses or any of those other people. Those mm. stories are great, but it's because they know somebody that had an encounter with Jesus and their life was transformed. Yeah. Because like Moses, if I'm not rooted in in faith, his story does not matter to me. Mm. Like correct. You know, because mm. it, it's it's like um, the, the, did it even happen? Mm. And if it did happen, it, it happened so long ago. I'm so far removed from him. Like right. I have no, but when, when my friend Mike tells me about what happened yeah. in, in his, so for me, like there were two, uh, actually there was a lot of stories. Mm. I can't just say there was two. There were, there were a lot, but like, um, my, my, my pastor, um, growing, growing up, you know, Rob, he talks about, where he was before Jesus and when he met Jesus and man, like that was a moment. Like I, I caught that I had a youth leader. His name was Jake. Jake told me about his story about 
how like and his story is wild. It's just wild about God's faithfulness, like every step of the way for a dude that didn't deserve faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so he, you know, he w- grew up in church, went to college, knocked up his girlfriend and like they were going to have this child and, and they had no intention of being together. Wow. Well, but then like through some conversations with the pastor at that church, uh, like they, he's like, Hey, I think that you guys can make this work. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you've got no idea what you're talking about. He's like, no, I think you can. And, and they've been married for 20 some years now. Wow. Like, Crazy. um, or yeah, 20 some years. That's now. awesome. And so, and they have not, and what's wild about their story is like the son that they had, um, when she was in college, like, um, what's crazy about that story is that like like after that they found out after they had like established a marriage and stuff mm-hmm. they found out they couldn't have kids like oh and so goodness. like he was a miracle child wow like, for them but then they were going through the adoption process for for to adopt some kids yeah and they find out they're pregnant now they, they got three or four kids oh, it's crazy it's amazing like, <laughs> you know how how like god wow. like again but like there's like God's faithfulness throughout their story. Yeah. Now, I mean, I heard those those stories, and and I heard Bob's story, and I heard Jared's story, and mm-hmm. I heard you know all of these other stories, Rick's story, and all of these people yeah. who shared what God was doing in their lives throughout. And and I think that actually I know that because of the foundation of the story that they shared. Mm-hmm. When I was looking at my life, and I'm like, I feel like this isn't what it's supposed to be. Right. I realized like God's not done with me because he's not, he was never done with them. Like he didn't yep. quit with them. He's not going to quit with me. Right. And so like, did you guys have anybody like that? Yes. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I think my story alone in the fact that, you know, in a span of two weeks, I went from ugly Paul mm. atheist hated, I don't know, hated Christian, but made fun of Christians, you know, your sheep, whatever. Yeah. Two weeks later, like I can't get enough. Wow. Um, and that all came about um, because of um, a buddy of mine, Jeremy, who was kind of a prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Um, family lived in Quincy. He moved to Springfield, was doing all the stuff he knew he shouldn't be done. Um, and so we went back to Quincy and, you know, everybody knows, kind of knows my story, but in the confines of their family, I got to watch them over a week and a half and I watched them bring Jeremy back into the fold and, and wow. just celebrate him. Um, and there was grace and love and it's just stuff I never even saw in mm. my life. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's what he, that's what made me. And I, at, at the time I thought this is so cliche because that never happens. You know how we're, I always <laughs> think when people are preaching from the pulpit and people say, and then somebody sees them and they wonder, I want some of that. And yeah. That don't happen. But without me thinking, that's exactly yeah. what happened yeah. is I'm like, this is a family that I have no, I have, I don't know where they're coming from. Right. Right. Where does this come from? Where do they get this? And why is it my family like that? And by gosh, when I have a family, my family is going to be like that. Oh man. And so, yeah, that's the Talcots. I love the Talcots. Um, and yeah, that's exactly what it was. It never clicked to me until because I had people at home praying for me right. and telling me that this is what I need to do and all this other stuff. But it wasn't until I seen their story th- that my story interacted with theirs mm-hmm. that it clicked. 
And like you said, you know, I don't care who Noah is. I don't care about all that stuff. Yes, we can learn from it, but it doesn't hit home no. until mm. it's your life yeah. and you're at rock bottom. Yep. And God says, okay, look at this. Yep. It's powerful. Yeah. You got any stories like that, Cody? Like some <clears throat> yeah. story that like really influenced you? Um, I, I'm kind of like you. There, there's a lot of, uh, of people, I think, um, that I could talk about, but I, I think – there's a there's a guy. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, I would consider him my best friend. God God kind of just he's one of my best friends. God just kind of put us together. Like he he was from my home church. Um, he 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 taught there, and there there was just stuff I loved about his story. But there were times in my life and his life that God kind of brought us together in a way that was just kind of you know it's hard to believe. Yeah. Like man how did we end up in this moment talking about what I'm dealing with, what you're dealing with and connecting it and it just being this God moment. And there were several, several moments in our lives that God, God did that for us. But one in particular was the year uh, 2021 when I was going through um, my divorce and I was just really, it was the summer. I was really lost. Um, you know, I just really didn't know what my life was going to look like. I still didn't know if I was going to stay here. I didn't know, you know, I connected with you. You know, I think I think you had already talked about maybe having me involved in the youth group, but I was still just very like, man, I don't have any hope. Like, there's no hope for me. I'm this big sinner. I, you know, and I remember me and, me and Brad, I'll say his name, we hadn't talked um, in a long time. And... He had messaged me or we were, we started talking because we were talking about uh, the playoffs. The Celtics were going to the championship or almost going to the championship. And Celtics, that is. The Boston Celtics. Like. NBA. Oh, I thought maybe it was Canadian League or something. Canadian League. <laughs> yeah. No. I thought it was like youth wreck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, he, you know, he's a LeBron fan. So, you know, I wanted to give Poor him a little feller. banter. And we ended up having a, this phone conversation. I was actually at. Uh, I was at Dustin's house. He was on vacation. He was like, man, go spend some time on my patio, swim if you want to. I was I was on his patio alone, just kind of listening to music, and, and Brad ended up calling me, and he was going through something in his life and telling me the story about how God had brought him on the other side of that again. And I was telling him about what happened to me because he didn't know anything that was going on in my yeah. life. And it was just this moment where I was like, man, how how is God bringing us together again? And listening to each other's stories, like I'm, I'm listening to his story, but he's listening to mine, and both of us are are connecting to that. So I, I would, I would definitely say uh, that would be w- w- one the one I would choose. Yeah, that I think about often. That's so, cool. Yeah, and the, I mean, you know, and the the I think the other piece of this though is that it's not just one story one time too. You know, and and, and yeah. there's there's a lot of stories that that come into play, and so um, like. Because there, there, there were people that were willing to share what God had done in their lives. Yeah. It makes it, it makes it believable that God might want to do something in my life too. Yes. You know? and so like, that's, that's super powerful. And that's what, you know, I think that's, what's cool about the story of the blind man is like, you know, he didn't have all the answers. He could not explain what happened. And he sounded like a crazy person yeah. when he did. Yeah. It's like, he spit in the mud, he rubbed it on his Like, you know, like I <laughs> I went to the pool and I washed. I can see now. Like yeah. that's that's it. Yeah. You know, I don't know I don't know how, I don't know why, but I just know that Jesus has done something new here. 
And that mm. story causes people to, to like, you know, the head snap, like what is going on here? Like yep. what, what is, what, what's up? So, uh, I mean like that, so valuable. It's cool that we're able to like look back on our lives and see that too. So uh, like my question though, like the burning question mm. is like, why don't people share their stories? Mm. And then the other piece of that is like, why don't people share them? And if we were going to convince people to share their story, mm. you know, or what stops us from sharing our story and what, do, how do we push back against us or our own selves and those hesitations? I don't know because I love sharing my story. Yep. Yeah. And I do, I do at work. Yep. I will, you know, my kids get on me, dad, don't talk to everybody. Um, <laughs> but I don't know because, yeah. and maybe it's because where I came from, I know that somebody else's story yep. changed my life. Right. So maybe I get to be that story for someone else. Sure. Yep. I don't, I don't know that I ever have been. Oh, I guarantee it. But I, I sure it want to be. You're a, you're like one in a bank. Just remember that. Like, yep. you know, it's like a, your story because like, like what I just talked about, like I had, I had like six different stories that I talked about. And those are the ones that came to mind. Like there's countless other times of people being faithful and sharing what God had, has done. Absolutely. That opened the doors for me to be receptive Absolutely. that like Jesus might be up to something. Like he mm -hmm. just might be because like he didn't abandon all those people. And maybe, maybe he's still telling a story with my life too. Yep. So like, I think about the boys in your group. I, if they're still following Jesus in ten years, yes, your story is going to mm. be in that bank. Yeah. Bank, like of of like I agree with that. You know that I agree with that. I get you, you know, know and and you know and and I mean you know being transparent too, like what what God has done in both of your lives encourages yeah. me. It's like you know it encourages it encourages my faith, um, mm. not in you two, but in what God does with broken people. Sure, I yeah. Mean, yeah, you know. And yeah. that like, there's no, there's no limit to like the level of brokenness. Like, yeah. you know, like, I guess kind of what I hang my hat on is, who's Wayne, who is mm -hmm. Jeremy's father. Um, he told me, he's told me, he said, I have planted so many seeds mm. in my lifetime. And he's been a Christ follower from day one. Yeah. Like yeah. devout Christ follower. And he said, you're the only seed that I've got to see fruit. Mm. And so I think, how many seeds wow. has he sown? And and here I come, you know, he wow. was 55, 60 years old at the time. How long do I got to wait to see some fruit? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, but I keep well, telling and hoping that I will get to see dude, it. Uh, crazy story. So we're talking about stories, like people just telling stories that make you just blow your mind. So there's, uh, I was at Passion Conference, and there's 66,000 college kids in the arena. And Louis Giglio is sitting on stage and he's like, he's talking about like how this is so much bigger mm. than he ever imagined it would be. Yeah. And he invites his, like, and this is at the beginning of the conference, he invites his good friend that he grew up in Sunday school with, mm. Andy Stanley, out on the stage. No Andy Stanley comes out to wow. pray. And so they're here and they're kind of like telling stories about when they grew up. And they were, they were like, you know, um, but. I still remember being in like I don't remember her name, but like Mrs. Jones's Sunday school class. Oh man! And like how like she was faithful in yeah. that class, like year after year, like day after day. It was a smaller yeah. church, and they're like, "Hey, we just thought it'd be fun to have Mrs. Mrs. Jones here." Wow! This little old lady. I mean, like 
crazy old lady walks out on the stage <laughs> and there's awesome. like the the room is blowing up i mean there's like you know 66,000 people yeah. on their feet cheering on this lady she had no idea my the harvest my of those two seeds like right can those you, two seeds can you imagine right. can you imagine <laughs> no. you know like these are the boys you're trying to you're oh, like trying to, to steer them and then you got like you know like Andy Stanley, who who has written books that have reached millions of people, yeah. who who speaks messages, probably probably the voice of the Christian evangelicals mm. now. Yeah. Like, um, and then on top of that, you've got you you've got Louis Giglio, who's hosting these yeah. these conferences for sixty six thousand college yeah. kids annually. Like, yeah. and they age out, and they still come come. I mean, like, yeah, and I and he's an author too. And I, yeah. and I, so I got, no, I started knowing Louis Giglio through his books. So, okay. And then I figured out he was the passion guy. Yeah. Dil- Dylan, so. no pressure. Yeah. yeah. No pressure, <laughs> no, Dylan. Yeah. No, but I, I, need I, to, <laughs> I need you to be Andy Stanley. <laughs> no. But like, you know what I'm saying though? Like, it's, it's like she, she, and, and it makes wow. me think of Wayne. So like, yeah. like yeah. Wayne doesn't know, like he doesn't know like what the harvest is. Right. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe he sowed. 200 seeds if you're the only one that bears fruit wow but you like through your life you you are able to reach you know 12 boys yeah. you go out and reach you know 20 people who you know that's true you get, like like i think i think that the the greatest legacy is that someday we will be sitting in in heaven mm. amongst people that like oh, it wow. was just yeah. it was just a fragment like wow. we were just a a, a a piece of that yep. story yep and you know and ultimately it all hangs on the gospel of jesus yep. and the power of of the story of the resurrection but man like you know like the 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 temptation is to look at the church and to say god like what the heck this was a terrible plan why mm. did you put all these people in charge of sharing the gospel yeah but man like someday we will have a grander picture. Yeah. Get of, to see all the seeds of, that we yeah. planted. Oh yeah, yeah. There's wow. a there's a uh, wow. there's a story I love hearing, um, and it, it was about this old uh, evangelist who was going around and preaching, and I think he had kind of come to the end of his his you know preaching or whatever. He was just ready to hang it up. He 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 didn't really see any fruit. He wasn't really seeing what he was doing. He did, he was kind of questioning who he was, and he accepted um, this revival somewhere. I don't know North Carolina, maybe I'm not sure about where. But he goes to this revival, and this young man comes up. And you guys have maybe heard this story, but this young man comes up to the altar at the end, and he gets saved. And that man goes about his business, but that young man ended up being Billy Graham. That's wild. Oh my! And just imagine. I mean, I don't know. I can't remember the story if the guy got to – I mean, I know he was older, so I don't know if he really got to see. But Billy Graham, would he would be the one to talk about that. Like, that guy, that man preached that sermon in that in that old revival, and Billy Graham went to the altar. Imagine. So, sub-story, the preacher in Quincy yeah. who, you know, all this stuff happened around in my yeah. story, came to Jesus – at a revive at a Billy Graham revival. Oh That's cool. man, yeah. are you kidding <laughs> so, me, dude? So wow. without that, without that old preacher, oh my goodness, I don't yeah. come to Jesus. Oh yeah. my goodness, man! I'm telling you, that's it, amazing. It's 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 a cool thing. I mean, you know, to look at all the the way that it it, it intertwines and connects. And yeah. so, like, 
I think that to answer my own question that I posed to you, that you're like, oh, I love to share my story, so I don't oh, I know do why like that was why my answer to you. It's a scary thing. It's a scary yeah. thing. Yeah. I've noticed that it's. I've noticed, and only because my kids shame me every time I talk to a stranger. Yeah. People don't talk to strangers anymore. People right. don't even talk to their neighbors anymore. How right. are you going to tell your story to a stranger? Yeah. It's scary stuff. Yeah. Well, I so for me, I guess to answer, I was kind of in the same vein as Mike. Like I love sharing my story and sometimes i even have to like tone it back sometimes because people will be like how are you oh well let me let me let me share what i've been going through for the past three years but it kind of comes from a place of i was so um i was so closed off for so many years that i didn't want to share anything because i hadn't really let it go i hadn't really let jesus come in and take control of what i was dealing with so i didn't want to talk about it because i didn't have i didn't have this moment of uh, that I could say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with, but Jesus, I was I was just harboring all of that, all of the problems that I had. But now that I'm that now actually like I opened all this up and I let Jesus come in and just now I, all I want to do is talk about it because this is who I was, this yeah. is who I am. Um, so so I, I'm kind of like Mike. I don't I love talking about it. Right. We talked about this in our small group, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people who grew up in the church who don't have what they call my story, like this grand yeah. story. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, I don't have anything to say. Absolutely. Which is baloney. Right. Yeah. Because do you know, when I first came to Jesus, I was like, I was so jealous of mm. people who came to Christ early, who grew up in the church. I'm like, I wasted 40 years. Yeah. And why didn't I hear these stories? And oh, why, wow. you know, so that you always have something to say. It's just a matter of, of how you put it and Absolutely. how you tell the story. Absolutely. You don't want to, like we, like Garrett said, you don't want to shove the gospel down their throat, right. but you do want to tell the story on this is what happened to me, and that's the only thing that gets through with mm. people. Because like Garrett said, it doesn't happen in the con- confines of, of uh, a Bible story. It happens in the confines of people's daily lives. That's good. Yeah, that's and good. I, and I think, too, like, you know, um, I don't know. I just, I've, I've been challenged. Like my view of scripture has been challenged lately of like what it's, it's role is in, in our lives. And I'm not, and I'm not downplaying the value of scripture. So don't, please don't go there. But it's, it's the, it's, it's the fact that we believe that God spoke to people then. Mm. I believe that God still speaks to people now. Now yeah. the 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 Bible is our measuring stick to to discern what is true yep. and what is not. Yes. If like if if what God's telling us is is not concurrent with what Scripture values, come on, God's probably not saying that. Come on, you know. Yep. But like you know, I think though that sometimes, especially especially people who grow up in the church, like the temptation is to believe that God's work was done thousands of years ago. Oh, man. And it's over now. Yep. And and now we celebrate what he did thousands of years ago. But then we wonder why it's so many people who grow up in the church have a a, a cold view of who God is or a stale view of who mm. God you is. You know, or I always like, think of it like I I want to use the Bible as like a guidepost, like mm-hmm. you know, like a like signs on on a road to get me where I'm going. But so many times people use it as a cage. Yeah. Mm. You know, we have to stay within this cage or, we're, you know, it's mm. not going to work. Yeah. But it's not. It's, it's Like you said, it's just God telling the story over and over yeah. and yeah. over the, the, again. Yep, the story right. doesn't change. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's you know. And That's the beautiful thing about it. It hasn't the, changed. And right. Without the word, we don't have that kind of, of 
bedrock foundation of truth Correct. that right, we can right. go to. But I and I talked a little bit about it last episode, but I've been listening to a book, How to Hear God, and it's it's blowing my mind because like mm-hmm. he's he's reminding his readers, um, he's reminding me of like how how plainly God continues to speak. Like, mm. and like how plainly God continues to speak through our stories, through our lives, through the things he puts on our hearts, through like he, he talks about prophecy. He talks about dreams. He talks about scripture. He talks about prayer and how God is continuing to work in us and through us. And all of that goes away though, when we quit sharing what God's been up to. Yep. And yeah. so yep. like, I think that, um, like what I, and what I was trying to do from, from the stage and what I'll try to do now is like, like. God is up to something in your life, listener, whoever you are. Yeah. Like God's up to something in your life. Now, it may be harder to see because you've been with God for a really long time. You may have taken for granted the ways that he has had a hand in on your life. But I would challenge you mm. to sit back, to perch yourself on on a mountaintop and look back over the valleys yeah. of how how God has has been with you and walked with you and look back down the path and see where he's been faithful because he has been. And so like, and then share that faithfulness and it doesn't have to be grand. It like, it doesn't have to be incredible. It doesn't have to be like, you know, a story that feels like it it should go in a book or on a podcast or whatever. Mm. It can just be the story of like, I started following Jesus at a young age. I haven't stopped. And I'm so thankful for the community that I found that encouraged me along the way. That's right. That's a story. That's right. That's a that great can, story. It yeah. can't be downplayed. Yeah, that cannot be downplayed. Right. I mean, like, I had people that didn't give up on me. Right. Like, that's, right. you know. That's that, the story I wish I had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And once you come to Jesus, I think that's the story you we all wish we yeah. had. Yeah. I, I don't have a life paved with regrets. Like, that'd yeah. be, that would be, you know, like, because, because of, number one, my faith rooted in Christ. But number two, I had people that were with me because I don't mm. believe that anybody is faithfully following Jesus just by themselves. Come on. I think that they, you, Come on. you've got other people that have been there with you. People yep. people who I talk to um, who are like, why do you go to church? And they think we go to church because it's a rule. Mm. And that's exactly the reason I go to church, Garrett, is because the the – the world beats on me. That's it. Six days a week. <laughs> That's it. I mean, they, it pounds me into the ground, yeah. and yeah. I want to surround myself. Yeah. And I want to let my breath out and say, "Oh, yeah. thank goodness, I'm with people who know where I'm coming from, yeah. who strengthen my faith, and who prop me up instead of beating me down constantly." Oh, yeah. Well, That's I, the reason we go to church, not because God said so, or it's in the Bible, or that's what we're supposed to do. It's a rule. It. We go to surround ourselves. And prop ourselves up. So Be with people, your people. Yes, yeah. exactly right. That's it. It's community. And so I, I want to add to that, uh, and I want to uh, I want to be a little sentimental with you, if it's okay. Um, I remember, and there were, there were multiple people, and people know, um, you know, I've talked about, you know, the people I've met coming to Hope Church and the people I connected to, but, um, you know, we, me and you, we, we have a lot of fun, and we're, we're goofy, and we, we bounce off of each well, other. Well, you have fun. I put up with you. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we we bounce off each other well uh but i remember um first coming into the youth group and i'll try not to cry um i was really i was really scared to come into the youth group because i thought man i'm just this wreck and um you know i don't think i deserve to be here and i remember uh i remember meeting you and i just remember looking up to you and thinking man like 
he reminds he reminds me of me, much older. But smaller. Much smaller. And, much, and, and smaller. smaller. <laughs> I get the comeback. I might be older, but I'm smaller. But I remember um, I remember connecting with you immediately. And I remember even telling my mom, like, man, there's this guy, and he's crazy. But I want to hear his story because I think it's a great story. And I remember when I first heard you talk about your story, we met at Golden Corral. <laughs> Oh boy, that's the trough right there. We went to Golden <laughs> they, Corral. They saw us coming in and trying <laughs> to shut her down early. Well, they they said, oh, "Well, no. we we close at 8." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> Wait a minute. We can do some damage. <laughs> and and I remember I remember just being so comfortable with you and you telling me your story and you telling me some parts of it and I just remember how well I connected to that and it really really made an impact on me and uh, I just knew that there was a brotherhood here um, or fatherhood because you're older but oh, uh, <laughs> but um, I just I, I want to say personally while you're here thank you for being so open about your story and thank you for being who you are so basically what you're saying is that you at one point went, Whew, I ain't that bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this guy no. is. <laughs> my story is absolutely okay. not. But but I feel like I feel like you were the one of the first people that I was comfortable enough, other than Garrett and Dustin. But uh, like outside of them, that I was comfortable enough to say, "Hey, I can share my story. I can talk to this guy, and I can tell him what I'm going through, and I can, he, and it's a safe conversation." That's funny you said that because when one of the strongest things I try to tell my boys mm -hmm. is you never want to alienate somebody. You're never, you, mm -hmm. you always want them to be comfortable because you don't know if you're the only person in that person's path, you know, God wow. puts you For in their sure. path. Wow. And if you do something that turns them off, it's, it's it. It's That's a it. lost opportunity. Yep. You've lost that opportunity that God put in front of you. That's good. So always be aware yep. that you might be that one person who brings them to Christ. And, wow. and you don't know what's going to happen if you, you know, God will, I'm sure, provide other people in their path. But what happens if they, you know, are so far down the rabbit hole that they don't get another opportunity? Wow. Yeah. It's powerful. It is. It, and I, I love, I love that, like, you shared that about Mike's story because like, you know, again, this, this is cool because we have like the wherewithal and the environment of where we're going to like affirm the way that the art, like our stories that have been shared, mm. like they do impact each other. Yeah. Like, and that, and that's, that's incredibly valuable. So, um, what I would encourage you listening is that, uh, like, man, you, you don't get to have this conversation. Like, like we are right now, mm -hmm. you're probably not going to have somebody who walks up to you and says that your story, you know, helped them feel like they had a place to belong right. at church. Uh, that may never happen, but that doesn't mean that your story is not worth it. And it, it doesn't mean that your story is not moving. Uh, this is, this is a, this is a cool environment where we get to like talk about this in a, in, in a controlled environment and, and say like, you know, Hey, yeah, actually your story has impacted me mm. or, Hey, yeah, I've seen that, that work out with people because we've, we are teeing this up, but for you at home, like, or on the road or whatever, like you probably won't get this conversation, but that doesn't mean that your story is not worth it. It's yeah. very valuable. That's continue it. to share it, continue to share it with, with, 
um, if you're a parent, share it with your kids. Look Absolutely. for opportunities like, to share it. Yeah. And, and when we talk about your story, we don't talk like I, I think it's important too that it's not just the this is the moment that I came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like this is how Jesus continues to work in my life. Because like you know, my story is in constant development, but Absolutely. so are both of yours. Yep. I mean, like, you know, and, and, and so like God's doing something new. He's teaching me something new now in this season. Yes. Praise God. He is. But like, yeah. you know, so my story changes throughout your story does too. And it's important to continue to, to weave mm-hmm. that, that story and continue that, that moving because what you're doing is you're providing the gospel for somebody else. Like you're providing the yeah. good news of Jesus for somebody else in a way where they trust you. Like yep. they don't have to believe all of the Bible. Exactly. That's the key. They just have to believe you. Yep. That's like, you know, and it's that's, good. and that's, that's wild. If you think about mm. it, because it's easier to believe one person's story than all the miracles. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It really so, is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening, share your story. I want you to do that. Yeah. Share Not your for story. our glory, but for Jesus's. Share your story. It's more viable than what you you imagine. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. It's been a pretty good episode. It has. Strong. Yeah. It always is when I'm on. It is. This is going to be a hit. You know, because it always is because Mike Skaggs is skagging on the mic, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. I don't know what to do with that. Skagging (laughs) on the mic. (laughs) Man, uh, we're just, we're super excited to be back at it. Uh, We're super excited to have you back, Mike. Uh, It's been awesome. We always, we knew it was going to be, like I said, highly anticipated. I'm looking forward to the uh, camp review. Oh, the camp review. Back for the camp review. That's good. That'll be fun. So, highly anticipated, highly caffeinated. You know how we do it. Yeah. Uh, We are the originators. Uh, We are the one and only bad apples. (laughs) Keep picking from the tree. The originator (laughs) of bad apples. I don't know that Um, we get get that kind of uh, credit. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, listen, um, uh, just remember God loved us first, God loves us best, and God loves us most. What we say, Garrett? This is the Bad Apples Podcast. Tell your story, rotten apples. (laughs) You scoundrels. Dirty rotten scoundrels. Hey, listeners, we are thankful for you, and we want to ask you to do two things. Number one, uh, whatever you're listening on, rate and review this podcast. We want to know what you think about our show, and we want other listeners to find this podcast as well if it might be encouraging to them like it's encouraging to you. The other thing we want to do is we want you to know what's coming up next, so check out this clip right now of what is next on the Bad Apples podcast. And it's been so, like, so healing. It's been so healing. Like, and, and to know, like, man, like, I, I'm still a man. And I can love my bear meat. Mm. And I can love my knives. But also, I can tell you I'm hurting. Yeah. And sometimes it takes the strength and the courage of being a man to be open and to do that. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it takes bravery. It takes courage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 